This episode of Cursed Aspects is brought to you by Nerdalistic, Alexander Mercury, and Cyber Lady Z. Thank you for being a part of our Patreon. Enjoy the episode. You know how to take a song that's usually happy and turn it into a horror song? No, no, I don't. <laughs> well, let me let me show you. The hills are alive. You've already fucked up. Why? The hills should be dead. No, that's the scary part. Is that they're alive? Well, of course they're alive. They've got grass and trees and shit all over them. Well, I think I'm I, I'm more meant like a reference to the the hills have eyes. I don't now. Okay, I haven't I've seen that s- movie. I I haven't seen the movie or read the book or played the game, but I do not think the hills literally are alive in that. Oh well, then they should make a movie about that. Okay, <laughs> welcome to cursed aspects. Welcome to cursed aspects. And it's unfortunately, the aspe- <laughs> it's the aspect so cursed that we uh, did not start doing it until the end of the month. Yeah, um, you only get one curse aspects this year. I, I'm so sorry. I think no, I think that we should let it spill over into November. Okay, you want to do so one and then another bonus one, something like that. Okay, we we can we can maybe just keep going until we're done. <laughs> uh- I'm down to keep going until the vibe is is done. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, but no promises for how long that'll be. Um, yeah, no promises. Only one or two years. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I'm waiting for Kitty to stop j- jingling her fucking bells. You done? It's not, it's not Christmas. It's not time for jingle bells. She really, really wants to leave the room. Yeah, I can see. I can see in the background of of your webcam that she really wants to leave. Okay. I know you want to leave. You got to stay in here with me because you're stinky. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, if you didn't listen to last year's, she just jumped on the computer. She's really, she's really just doing some stuff. But you know what? It's her month. She's a black cat. She's allowed to do what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. You go, kitty. Um, she's now behind the TV. Anyways, this is a... It's where we... No explanation. It's scary. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky scary. Um. I... Here's the fucked up thing, is that I bring... I bring scary haunted stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I limit I, myself to only do it during this time of the year. Yeah. So I don't know how to distinguish myself. <laughs> um, the distinguish is I'm doing it now, too. So it's... <laughs> I think... I think... And, you know, I think this is, you know, maybe a little late because we're already in the recording a little late to having be having this revelation. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain exclusively talk about non-scary things in horror okay 
Good luck. Also, please excuse the jingling for this episode. My kitty, she's just, ha- she's just, it's her, it's her day, okay? And she's it's on my desk day. and she wants to be a part of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so for Halloween this year, I didn't dress up last year, but for this year I am dressing up and I am going to be a wizard. And let me just real quick tell you, you know, what I've gone through to get what I want for my <laughs> costume. Uh-huh. So... You know, when I think of a wizard, I think of something very specific. And that is, sure. you know, a wizard hat and a wizard robe that is blue and has gold stars and moons on it. And also yeah. is like, you know, preferably a, a shiny cloth like uh, fucking velvet or suede. And let me tell yeah. you, that's like the most stereotypical wizard shit, right? That shit that shit's nearly fucking impossible to find online shopping. It is, most of it is like, either is $200 handmade only in baby size on Etsy, or it's not what I want and I'm picky. Um, uh-huh. But not to worry, if you're like me and you want a wizard costume, you go to fucking a lingerie website. Um <laughs> Uh-huh. And for $40 you can get yourself a wizard robe and a hat. That is exactly what you want. That now Sorry, 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 sorry. This is a lingerie website. Now I'm not even questioning that part. The part that I'm questioning is do they have the wizard hat and robe because of the fucking meme of of I put on my wizard hat and robe of like sex role play? I have no idea, but they Boy, do they have a variety of stuff. They, they've got Viking outfits. They've got fucking okay. ev- anything for the bed. Um, Sorry, I, okay. This is sending me. Well, and the, the, the best part, and I'm going to show this to you, um, Jupiter, is that every single costume slash, you know, thing, sexy outfit that they have on their website comes with a video of a runway model walking down a <laughs> runway with it. So I'm going to go ahead and show you the sexy wizard. <laughs> oh, this is um, oh, I'm so excited. Oh. <laughs> you know what though? I mean, she is working it. Yeah. Um, she is really working it. So, I got the costume and like, you know, it's it's not bad for that that um and like now I'm really tempted to just add like fishnet leggings to the look. Just really, uh, may, maybe now I think I should, in dedication yeah. to this website, just be a sexy wizard and have a fishnet. So that's my experience to be a wizard. Also, this cape, the cape is hella cute, and I deadass want to wear it outside of Halloween. Fuck um, yeah. I mean, yeah, correct. I, yeah. here, okay, so I also did not dress up for Halloween last year, or for the last several years, and... I am changing, I'm changing that fact this year. I am dressing up for Halloween this year. Ooh. And very predictably, I'm just gonna, uh, just real quick, what, what do you think I would dress up as? Um, a demon? A devil? Correct. Correct. You've got it immediately. You got it in <laughs> one. Uh, yeah, so I'm going for a demon. I'm going demon look because it's something that I could pull off mostly with stuff that I already had. And so I, 
<laughs> so here's my plan, right? Here, here, here it goes. I have got a demon knee-high socks. Oh hell yeah! With a summoning, uh, like a summoning circle skirt, and um, then I have uh, a pentagram harness. Oh shit! I've always wanted one, and now's the time. I'm yeah. basically prepping stuff that I will wear outside of Halloween. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then I already have a pair of demon horns that I can okay, costume good. demon horns. Good. Uh, so yeah, that's that's sort of the plan. Uh, and I'll I'll you know I might dress it up, add some jewelry or whatever. But and I mm-hmm. also might add my massive fucking uh, like six inch boots. Hell yeah, absolutely. That's a requirement. Yeah, so I'm going to be tall-er, taller. <laughs> I'm already very tall, but I'm going to yeah. be even taller uh, and a demon. So ideal, yeah. ideal existence. That's a good. That's a good look. That's a great Thank look. You. Happy Thank Halloween! You. Happy Halloween! Um, uh, I guess we can talk about the stuff now that was that's spooky and scary. Yeah, we can probably do the podcast now. Yeah. Uh, it's my turn. It certainly is. And Kitty's just going wild. Kitty's off the shits. Kitty's in front of the t- the computer screen. Kitty's yeah, I can see the I can see the shadow of Kitty. Kitty's just out of shot of the webcam. She's a, this is Kitty. Oh, there's Kitty. There's Kitty. Kitty's doing a sniff. Wow. Kitty's sniffing the microphone. Wow. I'm so I'm so glad to that we're gonna have this audio. <laughs> In the podcast, this thank episode. you so much, Kitty. Thank you okay, so much, so... Kitty. Special guest, Kitty. Can you put can you put featuring Kitty in the title? Featuring Kitty, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Hell um, yeah. So Kitty is sitting directly in front of me, behind the microphone. So I am essentially telling my thing to Kitty. So Idea. Kitty, let me tell you about. Hey, Kitty. Kitty, look at me. Kitty, hey. Do you remember when we watched that movie last night? You remember that? <laughs> and you jumped on you jumped on my lap in the middle of it? Yeah? Okay. So, um today me and Kitty are going to be talking about the special effects in um Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um and this, you know, it's like I had a I've had a whole list of things to talk about this time of year and then um and then I watched that movie last night, and I was like, "Oh, gotta talk about this." So, oh, Kitty looked directly into the webcam. <laughs> she knows. Oh, she Are you knows. leaving? No, she's like, "Amy, you made me stay in this room, so I'm going to be as much of a shit as possible while also being an angel." Um, so, Nightmare on Elm Street is a scary movie from the '80s, and I never watched it until last night. Like the only. I only knew it from like parodies and stuff, and sure. I just knew like all all I knew was you know Freddy's a guy with the sweater and the knives and the hat and the face, and also he's in dreams, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's really all you need to know about the movie. Um, overall, like the movie, the like story itself is. <laughs> not that great but i mean who cares it's the movie itself is just so worth watching because when it was in the 80s too it had like such a low budget 
But yet, three, they have really fucking cool effects, despite the fact that they had, like, a, the, a very small budget. Um, yeah. So, let's fucking, first off, I'm just gonna look up their budget. I just wanna know. Sure, we have no idea how much anything in a movie costs, but sure. Um... How much so, does a bucket of fake blood cost? We have no idea. <laughs> it says that the budget was an estimated one point one million dollars, which is okay. actually a lot. That I mean, that's a lot of money for us, but for making a movie, I think that's pretty pretty low. Yeah, but it's also confusing because lots of different websites say a bunch of different things. Like, I was on an interview website and it said that they got a lot less than that or something. So, maybe, maybe like, specifically the budget for special effects was really small or something and they spent a lot of money and... I don't know. I don't Again, know Again, we have, we, don't, we have no idea how this works. Yeah, no idea how it works. Um, but, I mean, just to, just to give you some fucking leverancy. Leverance, is that a word? Leverancy? Do you mean leverage? Uh, uh, just to give you a comparison, the budget for the 2010 one... What the fuck one, is leverancy? I no, don't no, know. No. I don't Lever know. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not dissing you. I'm thinking that we should add leverancy into the public lexicon. <laughs> Le leverage. Leverancy. Le I don't know. I just thought of it as a word of like using to compare other things. I don't um, know why, but I'm here for it, and I think we should start using it unironically. Okay. Um, so for Leverancy, Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake in 2010, was $35 million. I've also heard that it's significantly worse. Oh, yeah. It's 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oofa doofa. Which is not good. My, I, I can't remember what movie it was that I watched, like... A while ago, that literally had like a 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Well, hit me up when you find that out, because I would love to watch it. Um, <laughs> so Nightmare on Elm Street had a bad budget for, you know, movies back then. Um, and yet they did some pretty cool stuff. And also really rememberables. Rememberable. Rememberable. Rememberable stuff. Um, so coming up with some great new words this episode. Yeah, today we're learning. We're making work. We're Shakespeare's over here. Um, we're Shakespeare's. It's a. It's a. I like. It was. Is. It's like. Okay. This movie. Oh no. Never mind. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna talk about the effects first. First off, okay. there's a fucking. There's what I like about this movie and the effects is like all the special effects are meant to be super weird and out of it and crazy because you know the whole thing is like oh are they dreaming are they not dreaming so like it's meant to be like stuff you would see in a dream like yeah Freddy Freddy calls out to a character and says hey look and then he just chops off two of his fingers and a shit ton of blood spouts wow. out um yikes a Rooney yeah I didn't like that part um and then like at one point, this girl is getting chased, and she's running up the stairs. And all of a sudden, like she looks her she looks down to her feet while she's going up the stairs, and like her feet are stuck in the stairs. And it, it's cool because you don't know, fucking remember everybody that this movie was made in the eighties. They don't they don't have no no CGI stuff. So the stairs literally 
I, I mean, I looked up how they did some of the effects. Literally, they just took the top tray off of the stairs and filled the inner surfaces with oatmeal. <laughs> and fucking, made it sticky. Move, honestly, fucking people, they're spending way too much money on movies. I, we should yeah. not. CGI. Be more creative. I think CGI I think that, is overrated. Yeah, I think CGI can be useful, you know, for not being able to do specific things but i i really think that it's you gotta be creative dude be, be creative. creative practical effects are bust um there's also a scene that like a guy is laying in bed and a rope uh-huh. is slowly um wrapping around his neck and ends up like hanging him um Yikes. and literally just how they do that is they literally just filmed it the rope untying off of his neck and then reversed it. That now I the the two effects that I really want you to talk about. Is it okay if I shout out two specific effects? Yeah, I I'm gonna leave one specifically for last. Um, okay. best for last. Now I the one that I'm thinking of that I want to talk about first is definitely not best. Um, the uh F- Freddy's long arms. Oh yeah, Freddy! <laughs> I completely forgot about that one. Um, yeah, so there's a scene where literally Freddy's walking in an alley, and you look at him, and he just has this these extremely long arms, which is, I think it, I think it's an accordion in there, because I remember hearing like an accordion and also them sort of jiggling back and forth. But he's just fucking holding some fake arms, and it it's it so... looks. <laughs> pretty bad but it's, it's also so very hilarious um oh my oh gosh my i remember God. when we watched that part joe was like i've never seen this movie before Did, like is that joe is that his thing is that like what he does is does he extend <laughs> his arms like that and we were just kind of like wondering like is he gonna do that again <laughs> as far as i'm aware i might be completely wrong as far as i'm aware in the rest of the series he does not extend out his arms What's which the is fucking a shame point? what's the fucking point frederick 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 um, krueger there's also another there's a really cool scene where um a bitch is in a bathtub uh, sorry huh a bitch is in a bathtub and okay that's the uh, phrasing you've decided to go with and i <laughs> and and you've just committed to it so here we are um and then all of a sudden uh why i wanted to say kramer kramer <laughs> instead of freddy krueger no, i was going to say kramer um no. kramer with his knife hands like between her legs like lifts his hand up and like pulls her down and like she literally like falls all the way into the bathtub and it looks like she's drowning and it's super cool um and basically they had to like try and shoot that over and over and over again because kitty's licking a paper um it it took a really long time to shoot that one because um the guy was just in a scuba suit underneath the girl in a two by four bathtub that had the bottom come out and then beneath it was a tank filled with water and so essentially like the guy couldn't see so he kept on like and he couldn't hear either so they bang they would bang on the bathtub when he was supposed to stick the claw out and then he would just like 
plunge it between her legs and then he would just have to do it over and over again because it would be too far to the right or too far to the left or too fast and so they just had to do it over and over again in a scuba suit dude um oh my god that that's the sort of thing of like you know because like i am like i think a lot about like the production behind different pieces of art and stuff and like you know because like that's very relevant to my job and it's a sort of thing of like it's a cool effect i guess but also like if you're thinking about what you're asking the actors to be put through it's well, like well specifically yeah. that scuba suit dude that was the director guy that wasn't the actor like no the dire- but but still what i'm saying is that like like it's a sort of thing of like if you're thinking about it you probably should be able to think of those problems happening and realize hey maybe Maybe we do a different scene. Instead. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, there was unfortunately lots of talk about you know a small crew staying for hours and hours trying to shoot things over and over again, and that sucks. And fucking support the strike. Um, but anyways, we got some we got some blood stuff, and this this is this stuff. is some of the bed stuff is the the blood stuff. So um, my favorite scene. Uh, well, not my favorite. I think my favorite was the bathtub because the bathtub because it really looked like she was drowning in a bathtub, and it looked so cool that it seemed so deep, even though it was just a bathtub. Um, there was there's a scene where a dude fucking he falls into his bed, and then he's essentially blended into blood soup. Um, mm-hmm. and then it sprays everywhere, and it yeah. looks cool as fuck. Yeah, um, it's, it's probably the most memorable scene from the movie. Yeah. Because, because like, you see that scene and say that you are a teenager from the <laughs> 80s watching that scene yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And then you see that and you're like, well, fuck, guess I'm not, go- guess my bed is not safe. Yeah. Um. God, I cannot imagine, like actual kids from the 80s seeing this movie because it's like they're not desensitized like we are like holy shit this would be terrifying um really well it really would i mean like fuck it there's a reason why uh freddy krueger became such a prominent horror figure is because the idea of a guy stalking you in your dreams and your parents not believing you is terrifying Uh uh-huh yeah absolutely Okay, so I got I got a lot of cool, cool, cool facts going on with this scene. Um, uh-huh. They had a shit ton of blood. How did they do it? They fucking... The room was upside down, idiots. Yeah, yeah. The, everything in the room was nailed down. They had a rotating room, and they um, had one shot. They had one take to do it, because once you fucking pour fake blood over everything, it gets ruined. So they had one take for right. this. Um, so the room was upside down. They were pouring tons and tons of fake blood out of this bed upside down. And then, um, the guy holding the tank got slightly electrocuted because, um, the, the lights that were in the room, um, got electrocuted from the water. Jesus Christ. The guy was okay. The guy was totally okay. Um, but he did lose control of it. And so essentially... Everybody lost control of the room, and it started spinning like crazy. Oh, um, my God. And, like, the lights went out at one point. Two of the cameras were completely covered with blood. Um, 
And they kept that take. And what's really cool is that you notice, like, towards the end of the take that, like, the blood is not just going straight down or straight up. It, it it looks like it's in space. It looks like it's like some of the blood, even though it's on the ceiling, is going sideways. And it's like, what the hell? That's so cool. And it's literally because the room was just rotating like crazy out of control because they lost control accidentally. Um, this The production of this movie, now that I am like hearing more about it, is just like, fuck, these workers did not have a union. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, no, this is a very small budget movie in the 80s. Nobody, yeah. And also a fucking horror movie. Like, oof. Oof. They, um, these, they, I guarantee you these workers did not get paid enough for enough. what they did yeah, on this movie. Yeah, absolutely not enough. Um, um, so it's super cool. I just, I love shit like that. I love looking at a scene and then uh, immediately once the movie was over, I looked up like, what went into doing those takes and it was super cool uh-huh. and there's also like another really i forgot to mention it there's another really remember mem- memorable scene where um a girl's in a bed and the wall behind her bed like freddie's face is slowly like popping through the wall and then uh-huh. she knocks and then she knocks on it and then it's solid again and like literally all it is is just they had like a fucking spandex wall and he <laughs> went through it and it looks cool as hell because you don't yeah. know it's a spandex wall it looks like a real wall anyways this whole thing is just like one this movie is super super campy and i love how campy it is mm-hmm. um and that's like why i love the movie i love like the story itself is shitty and the ending i hated but like god such cool effects such cool funny campy things like fucking freddy cougar saying i'm your boyfriend now um and then sticking his tongue out of the phone um yikes um like a the mom just fucking pulling a bottle an entire bottle of alcohol out of nowhere in like four separate scenes like one time she pulls it out of the fucking linen closet one time she pulls it out of the pillow next to her is um anyways is an enjoyable movie and i just you know is i love how creative that they got and um yeah i like yeah. horror i like i appreciate i appreciate the oh also fucking uh the they use the same rotating room at the beginning of the movie too i forgot to mention that like she's like crawling all over the ceiling and stuff covered in blood yeah she's also oh. in the in the rotating room for that but yeah it's it's fucking it's fucking what it's fucking sorry it's fucking wild how rotating sets and rotating rooms and stuff in movies wasn't entirely unknown it wasn't un like like people people in movies were doing it uh Mm -hmm. but but everyone is just like ah inception did it first like god i know like while i was looking into this like there's literally a movie from the 1950s that has a rotating room and a guy is standing Mm -hmm. on the ceiling like it's yeah Uh, there's like it with inception specifically there's like i forget oh i feel like a i i feel like a fool there's a specific movie that that like has a rotating hallway scene mm-hmm. that clearly was the reference point for yeah. inception and then 
everyone's just like, ah, Inception, rotating hallway, th- did it first. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No. It's, I, I think, um, I forgot what the movie is. It's a, it's, um, it's that one director. Um, that one director. I'm going to find he, it. Don't he directed worry. all my favorite movies. Um, Satoshi Khan. Um, oh. It was for one of his movies. I don't remember if it was Perfect Blue or a different one. Oh, no, it was Paprika. It was Paprika. And Paprika, um, you know, it's a it's a movie about dreams. And there are a lot of things that were clearly ripped off from that movie and put into Inception. Mm. Yeah. So basically what we are saying here is that the dir- the director of Inception, whose name I can't remember right off the top of my head, Christopher Nolan. There we go. Christopher Nolan is a fucking hack. <laughs> um, That's the, the moral of this episode. No, no, the moral of this episode is that, but I think that the the more, you know, I just like, I like when people, I like when limits and restrictions are put on people because then, then it forces them to be creative. And yeah. that's what happened in that's what happens when you don't have a budget and you don't have, you know, CGI and shit like that. You got to think outside mm-hmm. the box. And I just love that shit. I love yeah. it. Send me yeah. more movies like this. Thank you. Jupiter, what's your thing? Oh, my thing? Yeah. Oh, you want to know my thing? Uh-huh. Is that what you want to know? Yeah. I do this every time and I love it. I hate it. <laughs> So, my thing this week, this episode, I we've been doing bi-weekly for so long, and I still say this week. My thing is, I'm going to come out right now and say, I am a Silent Hill 4 apologist. Oh, watch out over here. We got a Silent Hill 4 apologist. Like, I fucking know what that means. Okay, so I'm gonna let me, let me let me start off. Let me give a little history here. Silent Hill is a very well known horror video game franchise. Pyramid Head. Is, Pyramid Head is in it. Uh, it too much. Uh, I'm there. The games, the first four games, are the ones that I know the best. Uh, that are mostly disconnected stories that all center in one way or another around the town of Silent Hill, which I think is in, like, Maine or something. Is it a real town? No. Okay. No. No, it's not. <laughs> I would be like, oh, now I have a reason to go to Maine. I Could you imagine? Could you imagine if there was an actual town called Silent Hill? Shit would be ruined. Yeah. Shit would be ruined in that town. Um... No, uh, but mostly disconnected. One, one, uh, three is a direct sequel to one, but otherwise mostly disconnected stories. And the general sort of accepted opinion is that Silent Hill Two is the best one of them. Silent Hill Three and One are are pretty good, and Silent Hill Four is absolute trash garbage. Okay. And I'm here to say that everyone is wrong. Everyone is wrong and incorrect. Okay. Silent Hill 4 is a very good game because it's bad to play. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yes. I am a firm believer of the, especially in horror, that 
games being bad to play can sometimes make them better. Okay. I, not I'm... every game. Not every game needs to be fun. <laughs> you, I need more expansion. Why is it bad? Is it like bad as in like controls, like Mario sixty four? No. Well, okay. I'll, I'll get into it. I'll get into okay, it. Okay. Okay. Also, Silent Hill two is garbage. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Somebody's got a bullet on your face right now. Oh yeah, no. And I a little stinker, but no, that is my actual opinion. Silent Hill two sucks ass. But anyway, um. I'm so glad I'm not on Twitter anymore. So, um, Silent Hill 4 is a um, game for the PS2. The concept being that uh, you play as a mayonnaise man, Henry Townsend. He has absolutely no personality. I think that this is a boon. Not everyone oh. agrees with me. That's fine. He has, he has, a, he has basically no personality. Mm -hmm. Uh, he lives in apartment 302 in South Ashfield Heights, which is not in Silent Hill. And one day he wakes up at the start of the game to realize that he is locked within his apartment. So he finds out his door is locked. And by locked, I mean, there are giant chains all over it from the inside Aw, oh, damn! I left my jeans on the door again! <laughs> but you don't want to know the spooky part? What? No matter if somebody is right outside of the door, if he is knocking and yelling and crying out as loud as he can, doesn't matter. No one can hear him. Because it's Silent Hill. You know, the Silent Hill games don't utilize quiet enough, now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Nothing, nothing about the town is... Honestly, Silent Hill the town is fucking loud a lot of the time. There's, like, sirens and fucking dogs and shit. They fucked up. They fucked up. At least with Resident Evil, there is certainly an evil that is resident. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so Henry Townsend is trapped in his apartment, and he discovers a hole in his bathroom that he goes in and finds himself... In another world. Is it Silent Hill? A spooky Hill? world. No, Silent Hill is not in this game. At all? Get that out of, get out, get that out of your fucking head. I was, I thought we were getting there eventually. No. No. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the, the secret is, is that this game was originally not supposed to be a Silent Hill game, and then it got turned into one. Oh, the old, the old, uh, Sure. So, uh, basically, I could write a, a whole essay. I couldn't. I'm bad at writing. That's, <laughs> but I could, I could say a whole thing on why I think Silent Hill 4 is fucking great. It's a great game. It's excellent. But I think I'll probably bring it back later, another time. Okay. And talk more about the thematics and the story and whatever. But what I want to talk about is the apartment itself. Oh, okay. So, uh... So in Silent Hill 4, as you go through the game, you uh, go to these different worlds. In the save menu, they're literally called um, Subway World and, uh, like, Forest World and Water Prison World, Building <laughs> World, and Apartment World. And then there's Hospital World. They're, they're literally called Blank World. There's a reason for that that I will not get into today. Okay. So, uh... As you progress through the game, you will go to these different worlds. And you will go back to your apartment to... Uh, go potty. To, well, 
the hole is in your bathroom, so I guess. Uh, but to, like, reorganize your inventory or uh, solve puzzles or deal with ghosts. Oh, yeah. They usually. And as you do. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and say I am going to get into some ending spoilers with this That's game. That's right fine. Now. So, uh, so... This is the sort of thing you would only really notice on a subsequent playthrough, and maybe not. what I like about uh, uh, what I like about Silent Hill Four is that it's a game that gets better the more times you play it. Ooh! And what I mean by that is there are a lot of details and a lot of like intricacies of the story, or um, you know things going on that you only can really piece together on multiple playthroughs. And my, one of my favorite details is, so when you're exploring your apartment, it's in first person, first off. But when mm. you're exploring your, your apartment, so there's the main room that has a connected kitchen, leads to the door. Then there's an offset hallway that goes to two rooms, your bedroom and your bathroom. And then there's like a storage closet also that's like connected towards the main room. Now, later on in the game... You go into apartment world, which is based off of your apartment building. And you get to explore other people's apartments. And, I mean, in a, in a gross fake world where all of their apartments are covered in blood and shit. Yeah. And whatever. And, God like, all scary. of the floors... All of the floor, uh, floors and walls are flesh because it's Silent Hill. Yeah. Um, but uh, you go through the apartments, and a thing that you might notice about all of the apartments is that they're all bigger than yours. Oh. He's a rat. Uh-huh. He Sorry, what? He's a rat. He he's a rat. What? He's a little rat and he lives in an in a little rat apartment. <laughs> Am I right? What? What? <laughs> but that's just a game theory. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, your theory is that in Silent Hill 4, Henry Townsend is a rat. Yeah, he goes through a hole in his bathroom, Jupiter. (laughs) He's a rat. (laughs) That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant by everyone's apartment is bigger. Okay. Oh, my God. So, again, <laughs> so, okay. So, again, my my theme for Cursed Aspects this year is that I'm talking about not scary things in horror media. Yeah. And so, I guess my thing is the apartment layout. Okay. And you will notice... In everyone else's apartment, that the connecting hallway, they all have the same layout as yours, but the connecting hallway that would, that in your apartment and Henry's apartment leads to his uh, bedroom and a bathroom keeps going in the other apartments. And there are two other connecting rooms. So Henry, I, you know, like, I hope you're not paying the same amount in rent as everybody else because you are getting you are you are getting 
uh, 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 fucking conned out of two rooms. Yeah. That's two whole rooms. You could do so much with those. Yeah, you could, you could put f- furniture in there. Yeah, you could you could move your desk out of your bedroom and create an office space. Uh, you know, you can organize your storage area into something you know more more organized, and you know it. Like you could you have could, a blood you room. Could, you could have blood. a blood room where you keep all your blood. Now, that's not a thing you might notice. Uh, on like you might not put take into consideration that. Henry's apartment is smaller than everyone else's apartment, but it actually is foreshadowing. Oh, yeah? It is. And the reason why is because at the end of the game, the final area is, well, it's behind that wall. Ooh! You take take a pickaxe from the other world. Don't worry about it. The pickaxe is called the Pickaxe of Hope. (laughs) Um, and you break down the connecting, the wall in your hallway, revealing that that space is there. Oh, hell it yeah. It has been there the whole time. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. Like, I really just like love the, um, attention to detail there. The fact that like, you can notice that, that you can be like, ah, oh, fuck, Henry, you got... You got conned out of out of two whole rooms in your apartment. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you should you should talk to the fucking super about that. What the well, when you get out of your Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Um also there's a dead body behind there, but don't worry about it. Well, that, that may, that's why the board You know, it's so much easier to just build a wall than to get rid of a dead body, you know. Yeah. It it really is. It really is. Um, and presumably, you know, Henry is going to move after the events of Silent Hill 4. He's going to move somewhere else and not live in that apartment building. Because, you know, it's kind of hard to be like, ah, I'm going to go settle down in my apartment that I know for sure is haunted. Yeah. Even if you've cleansed out those hauntings, even if you know that the problem is solved, it's like, fuck, I'm not, I'm not laying down to sleep here again. But also at I the same time, in. like, you just got two new free rooms, so. Well, but then you're culpable for cleaning it up. And, like, you know, I think that, like, honestly, Henry should probably get, like, his, A, his security p- deposit back and, like, like, get a, like, some prorated rent back on the fact that he has been paying for more than he has been able to use. Yeah. Um, so the super, uh, is definitely going to have to come in here after Henry leaves and just completely remodel this apartment to, mm-hmm. um, get rid of all of the dead body smell. Yeah. You know, open it back up again. Or, you know what, since he's a landlord, he's probably just going to cover the wall up again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thing. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Love that. That's very, it's a very small thing, but a very good thing. Cause it's like, it's, all, it's only something you'd notice if you really, really paid attention, but they, they fucking put thought into that. They, yeah. That's the thing. And I love that. That's yeah. some cool shit. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't really have like a whole lot to say about this thing, really. Like I've said all of it, mm-hmm. but 
it's like such a fun detail that like you know if you're if you're going through apartment world for the first time and then you go back to your apartment and you notice that you are missing two rooms you might be like well what the fuck's back there yeah like or even like even if you don't think about what the fuck is back there like if you just think about it as just being a wall and that's it then it's just like well fuck why is henry getting conned out why is henry not getting the full apartment is he paying less in rent what's going on <laughs> uh-huh. like i feel like as an adult like having all of those c- questions about like the uh, henry's living situation is like very fun mm-hmm. and also like only questions that i would be asking as an adult yeah absolutely yeah playing yeah. that as a kid you're probably not thinking about rent no probably not probably not um yeah and it's just like also at fucking every i'm just gonna say every single complaint that people have about silent hill 4 about the fact that you replay all of the levels but with an escort mission the fact that your inventory is small the fact that it doesn't make sense those are all the good parts about it Oh. Those are all the those are all good parts of the game. Well, this they, is a little they, teasy preview from Jupiter yeah. for when she actually talks about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. This game, Silent Hill Four, is good. Um, except the, there, my one compl- I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and leverage my one complaint against Silent Hill Four right now. Okay. Some parts of it are just a little too fucking horny. Oh, okay. The only alternate costumes that there are in the game, Henry doesn't get any of them. Aww. The only the only alternate costumes that exist in the game are for the two women in the cast who uh both get like leotards. Mm. And you can just see their whole butts. Yeah. And it's it's not good that's it's real it's real it's really bad it's really it's really nasty um so konami you will have to answer for your crimes thanks for listening to curse aspects the moral of the story is that the moral of the story is sometimes rooms can be more than you imagine yes 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 sometimes rooms are look like rooms, but they're fucking rotating like crazy, and there's blood flying everywhere. And sometimes rooms have a secret room behind them, and you should have known in apartment world, you bitch. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Enchanting Pod. You can give us a review and give and tell your friends about us. You can cry. You can, you can cry. If you want you can to. you can leave your friends behind. Cause your friends don't dance, and if you don't dance, the hills well, are no alive. Friends of... God damn it, the hills are dead, Amy. <laughs> um, did we did we have a trick yourself? Treat yourself. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>